Hello and welcome back to the Politics Unbox podcast. This is going to be episode number 36, I believe, of the big picture section. And it is the final part of my interview with Josh from the Free Game, the podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the last three. If you haven't listened to them already, go and have a look. Um, go and have a look at the others. Uh, they'll all be on the Politics Unbox page on Spotify. They'll be linked in on the Instagram, which is politics.unboxed. You can find them through Anchor and many other podcast platforms which I have forgotten the names of. Uh, but anyway, this is part four. Uh, we start by talking about the Supreme Court and we sort of go on from there. It's uh, the, the least the least structured of, of all the, uh, the, the conversational uh, segments so far. But anyway, um, enjoy. Um, to move on to something that could be equally as, as problematic. Okay. Uh, the Supreme Court recently has gone through a, a rare period of activity. Before I say that, that's that's uh, harsh on the Supreme Court, but it seems like so many landmark uh, rulings coming out of it. And I want to talk to you specifically about two. First one um, is the Title Seven ruling, um, which for anyone listening to the podcast who uh, who who doesn't understand or doesn't really know what the the Title Seven ruling was? Um, it was ooh, probably a month or so ago, about the fifteenth. In fact, it yeah. was a month ago today, today. as we record yeah. um, a six-three ruling on the Supreme Court that upheld the challenge by Amy Stevens, saying uh, that the 1964 Civil Rights Act protects. Uh, LGBT plus, so uh, any gay, lesbian and transgender employees from discrimination or dismissal based on sex. Um, what I want to say just before we, we dive into it is I am quite frankly astonished that it has taken until the 15th of June for um, it to be said out loud that it is not right for an employer to fire someone for being uh, homosexual or, or or transgender mm-hmm. um, is it a, a great leap forward I mean it's brilliant that it came in in the, the middle of of Pride Month in terms of timing um, but is it a great leap forward or just too late uh, see, I don't want to say that I think it's leap leap forward I'm gonna stay positive uh, mm-hmm. I, don't norm- I don't normally do that no. But I think it is positive vibes, right? Um, if it wasn't, I, I am gay, so that is a fight that I've been fighting in the military a long, long time. And so I definitely will always speak up for my community, and I think it's about time that we're getting some sort of recognition about the discrimination that we go through. Like someone can be coming, be very well willing and able to do a job. And I can't get that job because of my sexuality. I think that's what. I, I don't. There's anything I I need to add to to that. Uh, I think that that is patently insane that someone thinks that that should even be a factor in the decision of hiring. For my trans, I'm sorry, cut you off. It's even worse for my trans no, no, brothers no. and sisters who. Literally cannot get a job because someone take one look at him and be like, "Oh no, you're not working here." 
because that's what they're gonna mm. do. That's why it's so many sex workers that are trans right now. There's nowhere else. But people don't think about that. I think you're right. People people don't think about that, and I think that's why it's very important that you've you've raised the topic uh, like that. People just get an understanding that, yeah, pe- people on the whole, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, on the whole, don't work in the the sex trade necessarily as their first choice profession. Um, I would say that's probably a, a fair assessment. Mm-hmm. And to be that desperate for, for work that a large section of the uh, entire trans community is finding that the only place they can work realistically is in that sector needs someone to take a long and hard look at how things got that way right now you as a um a a gay man in the the military donald trump has had things to say about um i mean firstly about trans uh, soldiers, mm-hmm. an executive order a while ago, which blew my mind. It's just sickening, but yeah. Um, about the was it? Um, did he dismiss all of the trans members of the military, or was yeah. it, it? It was more so like if you're on your way out, they were like pushing you to get out, and if you're in, okay. So President Obama has this order where. You go by what you identify as. But, mm. of course, you know, you get in the military, and they kind of say whether you're male or female, and it's got to be on your ID. So mm. President Obama was trying to make it where you can change your ID. If you are now transitioning to female, it should say female. If you are transitioning to male, it should say male. Now, that didn't go through. No one was able to change their IDs. And Trump said, you're going to go by what's on your ID. So a lot of people are being disrespected every day by sir or ma'am to someone who doesn't identify as that. Mm. So, yeah, I, I cannot wait to get out in October so I can really say what I want to say, but uh, just stay tuned, guys. I think people will be will be staying staying tuned. I'll be linking uh, Josh's podcast in the description of this and in all of the the. the promos and things that go out on the Instagram account. So definitely go give uh go give Josh's podcast a listen to free game. Free game, uh, free game podcast. Yeah, I mean we have to. It, it's it's not right to not have sound effects when mm-hmm. there's an important announcement to be made. Um although drastically re- re- removing that happy tone. Mm-hmm. You, I believe you mentioned uh, in that last answer uh, the, uh, or at least alluded to um, the don't ask, don't tell um, policy or how it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, is that sort of hurtful knowing that you can serve your you, you could serve your country but it's still um, you had to keep who you were uh, a secret. Are you asking about my personal experience or what I think about it in general? Um, you can go for either. Go for either. So I would go for the politically correct answer since I am on a political show. 
but I definitely never abided by that. I definitely let, I don't know why I'm like that. I I like to let it be known who I am because I'm comfortable who, with who I am. It took me a very, very long time to get comfortable with who I am. And I don't think any job or any person can make a change that. So um, it's very hard for me to see other people sort of betray themselves and for a job, basically. And just do the don't ask, don't tell thing. Like, will people who, this is maybe too much information, will people, like, are attracted to me and try to, like, talk to me, like, on the low, but, like, okay, no, don't tell them what. Like, that doesn't work for me. Like, no, you need to be more comfortable with who you are. Mm. Excuse my language. Fuck what everybody else thinks and just do. I think you actually said that in the message today, too. Like, just be who you are. It'll be, in a, like, that's what I want people to be. Be where if you're different, that's good. You don't want to be like everyone else. Everyone else is already taken. Yeah. Got to be yourself. Got that spot. It's my spot here. Sorry. Yeah. I think that's, that's brilliant. I, I mean, um, screw the politically correct answers. You are, you are you. Um, and I'm very glad that the don't ask, don't tell um, directive or to give it its formal name, the Department of Defense Directive 1304.26 which was given by Bill Clinton and at the time I guess was a step forward that's what they thought yeah it was seen as I think we'll go for seen as Uh, I think maybe a case of one step forward and two steps back that's America (laughs) (laughs) um hmm um, what happened then for the next, well, eight, no, seven, eight years, uh, until it was finally, uh, overturned on September the 20th, 2011, uh, by the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Um, as of yet, there are no plans to bring it back. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, um, well, uh, yeah, I, I've done a bit of, of digging around into the whole don't ask, don't tell policy. And whilst to many it may have sounded like, um, yeah, that big step forward, uh, the steps back were just as large, um, <laughs> possibly, possibly if not larger. Larger, um, yeah. So, yes, it's uh, good to see those things being being removed. Um, no, I said there was a second Supreme Court case I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Uh, and this is about Oklahoma and the state of Oklahoma, or in fact, should I say one half of the state of Oklahoma, which is as of um, Thursday just gone, or I should say probably as of uh, an 18... 18- uh, well, a 19th century treaty, but has only really been respected since uh, when uh, Thursday just gone. Half of Oklahoma is federal, uh, not federal land. It is Native American mm-hmm. land. And I suppose uh, that ruling could realistically be extended to, let me think, how big's America? Um, <laughs> but uh, this is the, the court's decision, 5-4. Mm-hmm. Justice Neil Gorsuch, 
one of Donald Trump's own appointees siding with uh, the four liberals on the court to, to say that, yes, uh, the Creek Reservation uh, and the Creek uh, Nation does exist uh, after Oklahoma became a state. And these treaties promised um, the Indian or Native Americans territory um, and they should still have it. Do, do you think this will have any real impact on how Oklahoma's going to be going about? Because you're not, not too far away in, in Texas. Yeah, no, it's like an hour and a half from here where I am. So what what are they promising the Native Americans? What are, yeah. I, I want to be sure um, I understand. In, uh, in the treaty, which let me just find it, um, yeah, so the, the case uh, was McGirt versus Oklahoma, okay. which is uh, Jimmy McGirt, or Jim Key, I'm butchering his name, I apologize to uh, Mr. McGirt, who was an enrolled member of the Seminole Nation of Oklahoma, um, who was convicted of a federal crime on land belonging to the Creek, um, I guess the Creek Nation or the Muscogee Nation. Um, but he then argued that the state lacked any jurisdiction in the case uh, and he must be retried in a federal court. Okay. Uh, so the ruling that was handed down says that the reservation does not mean the tribe or the nation itself owns all the land, just like the country doesn't own uh, the land within uh, within all of a, a county. Mm-hmm. It is probable that it doesn't own very much of the land, but it has sort of accepted that uh, this reservation exists, uh, whereas Oklahoma has been, been going along uh, with the fact that it doesn't for the past 100 <laughs> years or so. Uh, no, more than that, 150 yeah. years or yeah. so. Um, ever since the, the, the Trail of Tears and... Um, mm-hmm. What, 1830s? That's even further back. And my dog loves it. Uh, mm. uh, back in on the, on the case. So, yeah, this... Now you've heard a little bit more about what happened? Do you think it's enough? I don't think it's going to be enough. But my Mm -hmm. thing is, are they even going to extend this uh, as a reasonable and realistic offer? Like, are they... uh, I I don't see it happening, honestly. But I guess we'll see. Like, when is this supposed to take place? Like, soon? Well, it's it's very weird, because the the court has... um has the power to make rulings, but not the power to enforce them. Enforce them, right. Yeah, it's very much... Oklahoma? (laughs) Very much looking back, looking back at uh, even President Jackson, there was a a ruling... um, Andrew Jackson didn't particularly like. um, And uh, I'm just trying to find the the quote um, because it just made me think and realize um yeah that's that's fairly accurate Mm. um yes it was um well it's perhaps not the uh the most accurate of quotes appearing uh, a while after the case but um 
there is a quote after a case that he didn't like uh, that said, uh, Chief Justice John Marshall has made his decision. Now let him enforce it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So whilst the Supreme Court seems to have accepted that, yes, these nations do belong. uh, No, this this reservation uh, is still in existence, uh, despite the acts of of many to seemingly try and ignore it. um, It will be. Yeah. It, it will be interesting. We shall see. I, I did hear a little bit about I didn't know what the case was called, but I did hear something about that. Mm. Half Native American guys. So do I get anything? Like what what does this mean? This is like reparations. It's, yeah, I, I'm I'm not too sure because they haven't uh announced any sort of redress of, of grievance. But it is just saying that um here we are. Uh, or the, the Supreme Court has said, um, or rather, this is um, the former uh, Assistant Secretary of Indian Affairs, which I believe is a federal government post, uh, and a, a citizen of the Chickasaw Nation of Oklahoma, Kevin Washburn, called the ruling a great decision, saying that for Indian people, their land is really important, the treaties are really important, they are sacred, and that this reaffirms the sacredness of those promises. And those treaties, he called this a case that helps you keep faith about the rule of law. So I guess that sounds positive. It, it, it does. Um, sounds really official. Like I said, we'll we see will, what happens. You know, between the, the end of this year and the beginning of next, I think it's going to be very, very telling. Hmm, there's going to be there's going to be a lot. Yeah. Going on. You know, um, everyone's going to be trying to reopen everything. Traveling is going to be more. We're really going to see how things are going to unfold. There's certainly a lot that um, we're going to have to unbox before the the next year starts. I love how you throw that in there. Yes. Oh Tag. yeah. Tag it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had to be done. It had to be done. I wonder. T-shirts coming soon, guys. T-shirts coming soon. Oh, I wish. Exactly. to make it happen you know i'm at home all the time now so hey maybe maybe one day we'll be rushing out into some your dog water. agrees whenever your dog oh, yeah. agrees. agrees it's either because it's something that looks tasty in the garden or um or we're saying something amazing i rather think it is it is the latter <laughs> See, she's, get a she's, she's in fact in the garden and i can <laughs> I can say for a fact uh, that my dad is now winding her up. So, so that's something. Um, anyway, oh no, she's back in the house now. The squirrel, the squirrels come down from the tree, and she's she's back in the house. So the crisis is over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the crisis of, of the barking, the barking dog. She's a very cute dog. Anyway. So we, we let her off. She saved the day. She saved. She saved the day. The, the mad bad squirrel that was threatening our house <laughs> is, is no longer no longer threatening. <laughs> oh dear. Um Josh, I've reached the end of my of my list of, of topics. We the end. Do you wanna do you wanna bring up anything else we can mull over for a while or or have we have we expended our, our, our list and our knowledge of current affairs? And, yeah, and that's, you know, that's perfect because this is your show. I told you we're going to do things your way. And see, I was just wanted to 
comfortable. You know, I know I'm a different kind of guest. I'm not very political. That's great. <laughs> but it was fun. It was great. It's we been it's been it absolutely great. This has been this has been brilliant. I I haven't smiled and laughed so much on an interview. It's what we need. Guys. Everyone needs to laugh. Living in times like these. Oh crikey, yes. Um, laughter. Obviously, we know where to go for our, our political needs. Yeah, uh, this plug. Um, for your your good vibes and your uh, brilliant conversational casual podcasts i think we now all know where we will be headed um, again i will definitely be linking the free game the podcast in the description uh josh it has been an absolute pleasure it, having you on here same here you are you are welcome back on at any any time you like oh uh, you already know when i'm coming it's close to november uh, close to november there we go there we go <laughs> The second you're out of out of khaki, we'll have you back. <laughs> because you the things really. in the in the way I think they're going to end, I'll be over there with you. I'm not playing. <laughs> well, you you'll have to you'll have to let me know, and we can we can sort we can sort things out uh, <laughs> as, as as and when uh, pieces of the puzzle fall into place. Right. Uh, but it has been it's been brilliant. Uh, I've got an ear to ear grin. Um, and yes, definitely everyone check out the free game, the podcast. Uh, I'm doing all your plugs for you. Um, I know, I know. I'm just like, oh, I could just sit back. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, I hope you guys can listen. But yes, definitely. I'm linking it. I'll share it. Uh, people need to hear it more. But uh, no, Josh, thank you so, so much for coming on. Uh, no problem. Thank you always. for having me. No, it's been it's been great. It's been one of those interviews that you you think, crikey, that time has just gone flying by. I know. Rather, I know. Like, dang, it felt like we just started. But yeah, rather than rather than vibes, good vibes. vibes. Definitely, definitely good vibes. Um, gotta have our daily dose of good vibes. <laughs> that is it. Um, we've reached the end of my interview with Josh from the Free Game The Podcast. If you like uh, the sound of Josh, go check him out at Free Game The Pod on Instagram. I'll link that in the description below and on the uh, Instagram publications of all this stuff. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that interview section. Uh, I'm very pleased to be able to bring you another interview very soon. It'll be with Spike Cohen, who is the Libertarian Party Vice Presidential nominee for the 2020 uh, presidential election. Good chat with him. That'll be released on the page soon. Um, but until then, thank you very much for listening. I hope to see you all around again soon for the next episode of the podcast. And until then, goodbye. Mm-hmm.